Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan. BT is off. He'll be back tomorrow. Right now, we have on the line the host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Nick, I've been talking a lot about Tommy DeVito. What do you think so far of what you've seen in the Giants rookie quarterback? Well, I mean, t- tough not to be really impressed, right? And I outplayed Jordan Love big time on Monday night. So I think, I think Sal, that you got to be really happy, obviously, if you're a Giants fan now. I, I find myself in a weird spot right now. And, and Sal, I think you better than most will be able to appreciate where I'm coming from because you and I have known each other for like, t- mm-hmm. we're old, man, like 20 <laughs> years at this point. Crazy, right? yeah. Um, I, I think you kind of have to be objective about it, right? Even if you're the person out there listening right now and you're the biggest Giants fan, right? I think you have to look at it from two different perspectives, right? There's the fan perspective. And the fan hope is that Tommy DeVito is like our, as Giants fans, he's our Brock Purdy. Or he's our Tom Brady, right? If we allow yourself to dream really big and maybe he goes down and wins a Super Bowl, right, as the Giants quarterback. And you hope that this Cinderella ride, you know, that the clock never strikes midnight and this just keeps going. He's obviously going to lose starts and he'll play poorly in games because every quarterback does. But I think that's kind of like, that's the wish of the fan. But then I think if you look at this from a more, like, analyst-type perspective, right, like what's best actually for the future of the New York football Giants and view this from a probability perspective, right? And even again, I think the biggest Giants fan, I think it would be good to kind of view things from this lens also. It's my opinion, right, probability, is that DeVito is probably not going to be a guy that's going to be able to win you a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be on the roster. It doesn't mean it's not a great story. It doesn't mean he can't be like the long-term backup quarterback for this team. So the fan in me wants this to continue, wants DeVito to be great. I want him to be our Purdy, our Tom Brady. But I think the more rational thought would be the best thing for the Giants is still, like Daniel Jones is not the future of this team. Like Daniel Jones, I think, should be off the team after next year. And then it should be rookie in the draft this year, and then DeVito can be the long-term backup. Like that's what I think is actually best for the team. And I think because we're so caught up 
up in this right now, and the story's so great, and the vibes are so high, and they're definitely live in this game on Sunday at New Orleans, and maybe he plays well again. I think it's kind of like, it puts you in a spot as a fan where you kind of like, I, I, I kind of like don't know what I want right now from the Giants, but I'm enjoying it right now in the interim, Sal. I like the way you said it, Nick, that, you, that he probably can't be a guy to win you a Super Bowl. The issue that I had there is that, geez, I mean, look at the quarterbacks around the league, dude. Like, they suck. The majority of these guys that are playing quarterback in today's NFL aren't very good. So while I hear you, and it was the first time I heard that, which makes me think, you know what, you're right, and maybe that's why you then take a quarterback because you at least have the hope that if you draft a top quarterback that he could maybe one day be the guy that could win a Super Bowl. However, there's also the chance that he can't cut it in the NFL or do what Tommy DeVito has done even in just four games as a starter. So I, I think this is how I would view it, right? And it's kind of like, in, it's the problem that the Knicks have right now in that the Knicks are like very likely to be like fourth seed, fifth seed right. in the East, whatever. But like the Knicks' ultimate upside as a team is to like maybe make the Eastern Conference final, like upset a team in the second round, and then get like annihilated, like ob- ob- obliterated off the face of the earth in the Eastern Conference final. Or if they made the NBA final, get absolutely destroyed in the final. Like the Knicks right now don't have the best player on a team that can win the championship. And I think that's kind of like the situation you would have. And look, like I'm willing to be wrong about this. We've only seen a couple games of DeVito. It's possible he's got this kind of untapped ceiling and like, and like untapped potential to maybe do that. But again, like assess it from a probability perspective. Right. If you're making that, if you're Joe Shane, this is how you want Joe Shane to think. What is more likely that it's in Tommy DeVito's range of outcomes to be Mahomes, Burrow, Stafford, other quarterbacks that have won championships that are that are playing in the playoffs in January, or it's more likely that he projects as a long-term backup, a spot starter who's not going to completely fall on his face. Like I'm of the opinion, Sal. And, and I know that fans will disagree with this, and that's totally fine. We can all have different opinions, right? I just happen to be right. <laughs> that you need to, honestly, like seriously, you need to keep taking shots at the quarterback position until you get someone that can win you a championship. And I think, again, if we're being honest, be honest, right? And maybe, and I'm not trying to throw cold water on this. I hope, I hope that he, I hope I'm wrong and he turns into this guy. I think it's very likely that the New York football giants on the roster right now do not have a quarterback that is going to win this team a Super Bowl championship. So you take a shot and you keep taking shots until you get that guy. And it was like, oh, well, you're playing yourself out of contention for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Okay, fine. Let's take Jaden Daniels. Just won the Heisman Trophy. Awesome. Trade up to get a quarterback. Like, it's time. Like, Daniel Jones is not the guy, and maybe if DeVito goes 4-0 down the stretch and doesn't lose a start, we can reevaluate this conversation. That is just my honest opinion of this, and Giants fans can get pissed if they want, but be honest with yourself. I love this conversation. I think you're bringing good stuff. So we're talking with Nick Costos, host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. So a couple of things on this before we move on to maybe some of the games and some lines. Do you think that... Uh, what we've seen from Tommy DeVito, is he better, in your opinion, than Daniel Jones? And, uh, prob- not yet. I mean, like, to be fair, and look, like, I'd rather DeVito be on the roster long-term than... I just think, like, I think it's over for Daniel Jones right. as Giants quarterback. But, like, to be fair, like, to be fair, Daniel Jones did go to the playoffs last year. He won a playoff game on the road. Like, those are things that actually happen. Well, he's proven more, but he's also had five years. Yeah, uh, Sure, but, like, I mean, DeVito hasn't done that yet. So, like, look, this is, again, like, it's an impossible question to... Like, Look, 
I'll give you my opinion, and I, and I can be wrong because he's only played a couple games. I think that it's likely that Daniel Jones has a higher ceiling than Tommy DeVito has. Um, I guess if I had to choose who's better, I'd go with Daniel Jones, but then I'll answer out of both sides of my mouth and say, who would I rather be on the roster in two years? I'd rather DeVito be, be on the roster in two years as the backup and get like uh, a, a quarterback coming out of college as the new starter. Understood. So I, I do think Jones is better. Though. Yeah, I get it. I would take DeVito myself. Jones more accomplished, certainly, but geez, five years up and down, inconsistent. Consistency always hurt what I've seen in DeVito. And just some of the throws he makes. It's not even the stats. It's just the way he plays. He plays, to me, the position better, more confidently, more consistent. Anyway. But, okay. but, he's, but, 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 but he's not being like, and like, you could be right. He's not being asked to do like what Daniel Jones is asked to do. Like, to be fair. Well, what was Daniel Jones asked to do? The guy didn't even throw the football last year. Well, I mean, like, listen, like, jo- Jones was brutal this season. Yeah. And like, to be fair, like, the offensive line has obviously gotten right, better. Right. But, like, Daniel Jones, I, I do not want to turn this into a Daniel Jones defense session here because, like, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's ever going to win a championship. But, I mean, like, he makes big-time throws. He's a good physical runner. Like, I... I I'm not, I don't know if I'm willing to say, like, DeVito's definitely better. He's been really good so far. I hope it continues. Okay, so a couple other things on this. At what point do you believe in DeVito? Like, is it even just four games? Because Purdy's the perfect example. I was going to ask you about him next. But even if he plays well in these four games, it's still like, yeah, that's great, but, and maybe it opens your eyes a little bit more. But at what point do you firmly say, you know what? This is the guy. I think he could be our franchise quarterback. Um. You know, I think, like, the the Purdy thing is a little... It's not fair to DeVito, kind of, because the Niners were a playoff team, obviously. And then he won a couple playoff games and then obviously blows his elbow out early in the NFC Championship game where DeVito, in all likelihood, is not going to get the opportunity to have a game in January and a playoff game to kind of be like, whoa! Like, okay, you did it in a regular season game, now you're doing it in a playoff game. So, I mean, I guess, like, if they sweep the Eagles... Like, he plays awesome down the stretch, and he has a couple 300-yard games. And I'm not even suggesting, like, just because you throw for 300 yards, right. that means you're a franchise quarterback. Like, see Zach Wilson last week against the Texans. Desmond Ritter, but, uh, I know a guy you yeah, love. But, I mean, look, that's, and that's how bad the— but We can talk about the Packers-Bucks game if you want, because Ritter—that's more about the Bucks than it is about Ritter, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know if DeVito can kind of, like, do anything to make me think that he needs to be the guy going into next. Like, honestly, like, again, like, sorry, everybody. That is, if you're Joe Shane— it is malpractice, as if you're the general manager of this team, to go into next season with Tommy DeVito and Daniel Jones as your top two quarterbacks on the roster. It just is. you got to get another option in there. Sorry. Last one for you, Nick, on this. When did you start to believe in Purdy? Because even after what he did last year, like obviously it was great what he did you know, before he got hurt. And well, can you define believe? <sighs> yeah, think that he was going to be a top quarterback in this league. Yeah, I think, like, honestly, it probably took until this year to kind of get there. And I, and look, I, I thought he was going to be really good this year. And this is kind of like the chicken or the egg debate, right? Like, is it Purdy or is it Shanahan? Right. Like, is it Purdy, is it Shanahan, or is it, like, Debo and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle? Like, what is it that's making him so good? I, I, I think he's pretty good. I think he's certainly helped by the system that he's in. Um, I think it's probably his performance in the Dallas game on Sunday night earlier this year, where it's like, okay, like, maybe if you put him in a different situation, he wouldn't be as good. But in this role, like, the dude's badass. Like, and even, like, the biggest haters would have to admit it. Yeah, and I guess that's my point is that even with 
Purdy, who had success at the highest levels, we were still doubting it. Like, obviously, Purdy, even in the beginning, was better than anything from what we've seen with Tom and DeVito. But even with him having that type of success, there was still doubt because of where he got drafted. It's like, yeah, but he's a pro. I know I was saying the same thing. He's a product of the system. Yeah, if you put Zach Wilson or maybe somebody else there or Daniel Jones. I was even using Daniel Jones saying, ah, you put Daniel Jones there. Maybe he'd be better. So, but but Purdy's going to win the MVP. I mean, my God, at some yeah, point. He might- yeah, at some point, it is what it is. All right, moving on. Let's start with the Jets and Giants with their lines, and what do you think here uh, betting-wise in games that actually do now matter for both these teams? Hard to believe going into Week 15. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like, and look, like DeVito's kind of made the Giants. The Giants were unwatchable and a total, like, dead team walking, and now, like, they've kind of been risen to life, and it's pretty awesome. And uh, as uh, someone who's married into an Italian family, you absolutely, you, you got to love it here. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the – listen, I'm being honest. Love me some, some no, Gabba Uh Giants, so let's do the Giants game first. Um this is like, it's not about the Giants at all. And we can kind of, if you want to, Sal, have like an on-field handicap kind of conversation on this game. I'll ask like a half-serious question here because like the answer is actually, is Derek Carr, if we're being totally honest. But like in all seriousness, like which team has the better quarterback right now? I, I actually think it's up for debate with how poorly Carr has played. His teammates hate him. Like the media hates, and that that's not a reason why like the quarterback is bad on the field. Like no one likes this guy right now. He's making so much money, so like they can't bench him for Jameis Winston. This is all about the Saints and like trusting Derek Carr and Dennis Allen to win this game by margin. Now people may point out, okay, well you like the Saints last week. I did. I bet the Saints last week, and they won by twenty-two over the Carolina Panthers. So like they did win by margin last week. Okay, like look at the box score that, and I'm not like box score nerd guy, but like look at the box score like this was it's because Bryce Young and this Panthers offense they're unfathomably bad like three yards per play it's absolutely pathetic like the Giants averaged six yards per play against the Packers it's pathetic so this is up against like a really good well coached up by like a really good coaching staff with the Giants it has nothing to do with with uh with the with the team on the field with the Giants it's Brian Dable versus Dennis Allen you need the Saints to win by seven I'll take the Giants give me Tommy DeVito the Italian hand motions and all that stuff Giants plus six yeah I, um, I cannot believe that that line is seven you know what I've been because I've been getting my teeth kicked in this year is it seven I'm seeing six or, or right whatever now. you said six, you six win by yeah. seven yeah I can't believe that it's even that much I'm just going by you here I don't have the lines in front of me the I cannot believe that they would be that big a favorite. And I just simplified it sometimes, Nick, when I'm trying to get these games to get back on track here to my winning ways. Head coach, quarterback. And it may sound crazy, but I'm with you. I think DeVito's better right now than Derek Carr, and I certainly trust Dable over Dennis Allen. All right, how about the Jets and Dolphins? Yeah, and so just like on the point spread thing there, like the point spread, I think I have no problem with in the game. I think like it's fair. But this is where like you can step in as a football fan, Sal, and an analyst like you are, or the people listening. We all, we all watch football, mm-hmm. and you can. this is where you say, this. my opinion is that the Saints should not be favored by this much. Right. And then you place a bet, and hopefully we win, because I'll be on the same side. I'll be on the Giants. Um, Jets and the Dolphins here. So, my Miami's injury report for this week, and it's it's early, right? And we have, I don't think a Thursday injury report has come out yet. The Wednesday injury report is like, is catastrophic for the Dolphins. Um, they lost on Monday night. Their starting center, maybe the best center in football, Connor Williams, is done for the season. Um, both of their starting tackles did not practice yesterday. Both, both missed the game on Monday night against Tennessee. Like, they are banged up on defense. Both of their safeties are hurt. Xavier Howard, one of their number one corner 
cornerbacks along with Jalen Ramsey didn't practice yesterday. So this is shaping up as like a wounded team coming in to play the Jets. So the total in the game is 37 and a half. People might look at that and say, well, Dolphins game in Miami, like why is the total so low? There is inclement weather expected in this game. Rain expected and potential heavy winds. And it's never rain unless like Noah's Ark style deluge that screws up a passing game, right, Sal? It's it's wind is what's going to screw things up. Wind is what really impacts the passing game. And think about Miami's precision passing game. Tua doesn't have the biggest arm. Like Miami might be up against it in this game here. So if I'm betting the game right now against the spread, it's only the Jets. I'm not betting Miami here because this should be a game where the Jets defense is able to have success against Miami's battered offensive line and against the quarterback who did not look good on Monday night against the Titans team missing its best defensive lineman in Jeffrey Simmons. Now, as far as like picking the winner of the game, what's the line in this game, Nick? Eight and a half. Eight, oh, geez. Okay. So Miami, eight and a half. So I, I think like the right number in the game is like seven, honestly. I think the Jets will get bet as we approach kickoff, assuming the Dolphins injury report stays the way it is. Now, Sal, I'll stop short of picking the Jets to win the game because I get it. Like, Zach was really good this past weekend. God bless him. Um, he's still Zach Wilson. We've still seen so many games of this. I'll stop short of picking the Jets to win the game. So I think Miami probably wins this game, like in between three and seven points, uh, which makes Miami a decent teaser leg is where I'm going there. But if I have to bet the game with the eight and a half, what it is right now, it's only, only the Jets. Interesting. A little Jets-Giants parlay action. New York, New York money lines. We'll see. I like it. All right. I may have to follow your lead on that. I need some help, dude. It's been ugly. One last one before we go here. Sure. You mentioned you're married. I know you got a baby on the way here. This week poses a problem for married uh, married men, married people, whatever. You get three Saturday games. How yep. are you managing married life, baby on the way, now throwing in Saturday games here, all three games, which I'm sure you got action on all three of them, yep. plus the Sunday slate, holidays coming up, games on the holiday. How are you managing all that? Yeah, so to be candid with everyone, uh, I started dating my now wife in 2019, and I remember like sitting down on a college football Saturday and being like, wow, like, I'm going to watch all these games today. And then she like gave me that look, and it was not a good look. And it was like the hell, the hell you are with everything else you do during the week and on Sunday. So I basically like the terms of my marriage. What will dictate whether I get divorced or not eventually will be like, do I watch football all day on Saturdays? So like Saturday during the day, we are like doing some like Christmas shopping mm-hmm. during now. Now like I'll be following the games. I'll watch when I go home. I'll watch the Lions Broncos game. I'm on the fan on Sunday morning, so like I'll be home obviously early enough on Saturday. I'll watch the game. But look, like you reach a certain. I never thought. I'd say things like this when I was younger because such an obsessed sports fan but you reach a certain age like I I I, I love my wife. I enjoy my marriage. I'd like to stay married. So I, I can't promise that I'm going to be sitting at home watching every snap of Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers and Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Also love the over in that game. <laughs> I can't tell you how proud I am of you for saying that. We, we've grown up, Nick, because both you and I, back in the newsrooms in the day, whatever it was, serious or here at the fan 20 years ago, we'd be hating our current selves but reality is you grow up, you're married, you have other priorities. You can't sit there and justify watching Bengals and Vikings or Steelers Colts. However, I'm with you. Broncos and, and Lions, different story in a full slate on Sunday as well. And you could always place a bet and just monitor it on your phone. Thank you, Nick. You got it, buddy. Wishing you and all the listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Let's get to Tom and DeVito, baby. <laughs> Let's get it done on Sunday. <laughs> Sick. All right, that was the host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app.